live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. those shares we're gonna need those rumbles time to go out and get some patriots i'm fired up for tonight's show and i know you're fired up for tonight's show too so we need to rumble 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 and share this video let's go How you doing, everybody? It is good to see you on this 5 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern hour here. You're locked and loaded on LFA TV, and this is live from America. I want to thank you guys very, very much. I'm your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and we're broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. Myself and producer Eli, thank you very much. For giving us the um, giving us the trust to let you guys do this, you know, let us come to your TVs and your phones and your computers and through your airwaves and on the radio, podcast, wherever it is that you consume LFA TV, we know you're here because you want to know how to save the country. You want to know what's really going on so you can know how to stop anything negative, how you can promote anything positive, and how you can get involved in your state from sea to shining sea. Is that not why we're all here? I know that's why Troy is here and Miguel Ortiz and Halloween. Good. Thank you very much. Good evening. Terry, how you you doing? Bad Moon. B.A. Palumbo is in the building. Thank you for being here. Beanery and Cindy Lou Who. 8212, Wiser for It. KC Breeze. Evie Rosewood. Thank you very much. Sissy, how are you? Red October 1010. It's a good movie. Deb Graham, how you doing? Thank you very much. Darlene Dempsey is watching tonight. I'm Sullivan is here. Thank you for being here. Jay Fitz is here. How are you? Kathy, good to see you. We've got, what is that name right there? Hold on. That's that's a hard one right there to read that quick. Um, Maggie US. How you doing, Maggie US? Good to see you. Texas Patriot is here. How are you? We've got Sheesh from Florida in the house. Tala Hassey, Erica, how you doing? Thank you for joining uh, Live from America tonight. True Patriot 202 is in the house. How you doing, True Patriot? How about Deb Pollen? How are you? Thank you for being here. And one more big shout out here. Why don't we give it to Laura from Arizona? Speaking of Laura, we got a great show lined up for you tonight. We got Laura Loomer here. And uh, anybody that goes after James Comey as, more, as many times as Laura Loomer has, then we got to have her on. We got to have him on the show. How you doing, Jeff Richardson? Good to see you. Joanne from Omaha. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Yes, the chat is flying. I do appreciate it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today, uh, Joe Biden and the regime. Uh, by the way, I heard, Eli, did you hear that Joe Biden, one of the Secret Service officers, they have to walk around with a diaper bag? Now, that's not fake news, ladies and gentlemen. That's not, uh, that's not a joke. It's not a, jo- it's not a joke, man. Come on. I, I said it's not a joke. I got, I got, I got hairy legs. That's not a joke. It's not a joke. I heard one of the Secret Service officers actually have to walk around with a diaper bag, and that's disgusting. It means he sharts himself everywhere he goes. Anyhow, the, the Biden regime is doing some new executive orders, and they want to protect the LGBTQ community even more because they're under attack, ladies and gentlemen. They are under attack. It's absolutely incredible. I've not seen an LGBTQ person be under attack anywhere except for opinions, but I guess opinions are attacked these days. Watch him try to mumble through this. This is incredibly stupid. I'm announcing today a series of new initiatives that we're taking to protect the LGBT community. We're going to do this at the four out on the South Lawn. We're having Pride Day. We're going to oh, have yay. to postpone it because of the, the, the climate, because of the weather and the, <laughs> and the pollution out there. 
because of the fires. But uh, number one, we're going to strengthen the physical safety, uh, dedicated resources, the federal coordination of better protect pride celebrations, marches, community centers, health care providers, and small businesses. Oh, and secondly, that. we're addressing the civil rights violations. Civil new rights violations. To protect LGBT students from book bans, which make it harder for kids to learn and may violate their civil rights at the same time. We're also engaging in mental health and, and, and other supports, more mental health resources and funding blah, the blah, blah. That's pretty much all I heard. But yeah, they're going to go after anybody. See, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make us Europe. They're trying to make it so if you say, or Sweden, or somewhere else like over there, it's, it, it, if you say anything that offends or if you misgender an LGBTQ, mental, gender dysphoria, trans, whatever, then they want to be able to fine you for it, lock you up for it, say it's a violation of civil rights or some other ridiculous notion. Now, I want you to hear what this equally as ridiculous, if that's a word we'll use, reporter asks Joe Biden, like, like they are really under attack. It's so bad. Oh. All over the country, Mr. President, Republican-led states are passing laws, uh, passing anti-LGBTQ, anti-transgender laws that restrict rights and medical care. Intimidation is on the rise. This week, anti-LGBTQ protesters turned violent in California. And also recently, I spoke to the parents of a transgender girl in Texas who told me that they're afraid and that they're considering leaving not just their state, but the country. Sir, why do you think (laughs) this is happening? Hold on. And what do you say to... LGBTQ domestic migrants, Eli. You know what it is? They must, they, you, what they must see is they must see the lavish living conditions that the illegal alien is getting right now. And they're like, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. I'm just telling you that's not that fair, Eli. Like, I'm being persecuted like, like every day. Like, like, they don't even understand that I am a woman. I mean, don't you see this beard? And I'm going to claim asylum. I'm going to flee the state and the country, and I'm going to post all about it. I'm going to go on social media, and I'm going to say, leaving the country, and I don't want to talk about it. I'm leaving the country and I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, my land. Oh, by the way, you know, the protesters that she's talking about in California, it turned violent. Yeah, uh, they were Islamic parents of the Muslim faith. Who were standing up for the transsexualization or the sexualization period of their kids, but they didn't want to say that. See, they only mention how Muslims are oppressed when it can further their agenda of wiping out Christianity. Moving on. Parents like the ones that I spoke to, to those families who are contemplating leaving the country because they don't feel safe anymore. First of all, maybe quietly when we finish this, you can give me the number of that family. And I will call them. Yeah. Let them know that the president and this administration has their back. Oh, they got it. I mean that. Yeah, I mean that. Look, uh, as president, I was proud to end the ban on transgender troops in our military, sign the Respect for Marriage Act, strengthen the civil rights protections for LBGT Americans, and advance LGBT human rights around the globe. All right. But our fight is all right, far, all right, far. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. They're under attack, folks. They're under attack. There's nowhere safe. There's nowhere they can go. Eli, they're domestic. Eli goes, maybe they should go to their own country then. I said, Eli, they're domestic. What do you mean? They should make their own country. Chaz, right? Up in, in, in Portland. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get before we get to the Lord's uh, prayer, make sure you guys uh, check out. We got a lot of new stuff in the store. Look, look, the Christ 2024 T-shirts with the Christ 2024 matching handbag. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now you don't have to be charged for uh, for plastic bags when you go into Walmart. The new Freedom shirts, the new Prey bags, but we got a lot more than that. One Nation under the armor of God. Big Bang MAGA, right? We got the Rise Up Coffee. We got Jesus. Are you going to decline or are you going to accept faith, family, freedom? We got so much stuff on the store, LFATV.us. And look at that. Like Mike Crispy says, sun's out, guns out, right? That's what Mike says. So get your tank tops. We got all of it now, uh, and we got more stuff coming. I, I, I like a little bit of Mike Crispy here. Let's, let's go, baby. Yes, let's Frank. go, baby. Yes, Frankie. Anyway, check it out, JeremyHarrell.com. Okay, uh, I'd like to thank... First of all, I want to give Tommy from Philly a shout out because Tommy from Philly has been listening for six years, you guys. Tommy from Philly has been listening for six years, and I don't think he's ever gotten a shout out. So Tommy from Philly, shout out to you, my friend. Denise, thank you very much. Denise Four here for donating a $100 Rumble Rant. And Patsy Boatwright, thank you for donating a $50 Rumble Rant. Mary D'Agostino, God bless you and thank you. Donna Clark. Thank you for the Companion Bible, the KGV enlarged print. That's a great, great gift for somebody. Judy Ganser, thank you very much. Mary Graves, God bless you and thank you for your mail. This is all stuff we got in the mail. Sylvia Wright, a donation. Rockin' Rev. Rockin' Rev, I saw your text. I was extremely busy in some meetings. I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible, okay? Uh, Gene Havy, or Gene Havy, yes, God bless you. Sonja Woodruff, Mary D'Agostino sent a Father's Day gift for me and Eli. And uh, a gift for Chris Lartz. So, Chris, we're going to get that right out to you. Mary is a wonderful, wonderful woman when it comes to stuff like that. And Jane Gonzalez sent a lot of children's Bibles, New King James Version Bibles. And she's got a lot of handmade bookmarks and stuff like that that we send you guys, like when you buy stuff off the store. Um, so we're definitely uh, very, very, very appreciative of everything that everybody's done for us and sent for us. So please, ladies and gentlemen, uh, share, share, share. We're 13 minutes past the hour. Let's go to the Lord now. June 8th, 2023. Because your mind is in a fallen condition, it will sometimes wander across the timeline into tomorrow's troubles. As soon as you realize that you're worrying about tomorrow, you need to take action. Simply leave those thoughts where they are in the unreality of the future. And come quickly back to the present, because I am always near. Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Boy, I think we can all attest to that. And Hebrews 3.1, Therefore, holy brothers, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest, whom we confess. And before you turn out the light tonight, forgo your worries about tomorrow. My presence lovingly awaits your attention. Um, a long time ago, I used to always say, man, I wish there was more than 24 hours a day. Or I would say, wow, we need more than 24 hours in a day. But here's the thing, folks. If we needed 24 hours, more than 24 hours in a day, then God would have given us more than 24 hours in a day. Do you know why he doesn't? Because 24 hours is really about all we can handle. The amount of stuff that happens in a 24-hour period is all we can handle, all our brains can handle. It's, every, it's all that we can take in and consume. So we need to rest so that we can recharge in the heavenly spirit and, we're, and, then, get, and then start a whole new day of wonderful things and, and joy and, 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 and pains and trials and tribulations and, and great decisions. And then we sleep again because we can only handle 24 hours at a time. So... It's not about needing more hours in a day. It's about what you do with the hours in the day that you have. Amen? All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats. And let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate you guys praying with me every night for years like this. We started doing that years ago, and it will always, always, always be a thing of LFA, Life from America. We will always include God in everything that we do, okay? All right, we've got Laura Loomer coming on tonight, so let's get at it. Lift up your cups, and let's have our first slurp of the day. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Gavin Newsom. Nobody likes him, not even the people in California. He's literally one of the biggest losers, if not the biggest loser that's ever walked the face of the earth. However, however, Gavin Newsom has an uncanny way about him to get things done, even when everybody hates him. We have one of those. His name is Kevin McCarthy, a.k.a. Kevin McCoward, okay? So he does have an uncanny ability to get some things done, but he also has a very, very bad track record of losing major court decisions. So because... California Governor Gavin Newsom has a very bad track record of losing major Supreme Court and state Supreme Court decisions and federal appeals, appeal court decisions. Um, most of those are gun-related. Meaning pretty much every time this guy tries to implement something that would trample your gun rights and tread all over you, pretty much nine times out of ten, he has been overruled. Wow, we just got a $500 donation from RJ Cat, Eli. Uh, thank you so very much. God bless you for your kindness. We so very much pray every day for you and, and, and your family and your wonderful son. And just thank you so much. I, I can't even begin to say thank you. Thank you so much. But getting back to it, again, thank you. Nine times out of 10, he loses these court cases. So Gavin Newsom has devised a new plan to take your guns. Gavin Newsom is going to spend his time, money, and uh, his time, your money, and his effort, and his staffer's effort to try to call a convention of the states. It's something that we've been trying to do for quite some time. So he wants to literally bypass the courts, Okay. He wants to bypass the courts. He wants to bypass the Supreme Court. He wants to bypass anybody being able to overrule or, or overturn anything. And he wants a convention of the states to get rid of guns. Roll the clip. Now to a story you will see first right here on Today. An historic announcement by California Governor Gavin Newsom that could affect the entire country when it comes to gun control. NBC's Jacob Soboroff sat down exclusively with the governor. Jacob, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. Every week in this country, there is another mass shooting, but in the aftermath, little seems to be done to stop more of them. Now, California Governor Gavin Newsom is taking an unprecedented step, which he says will do just that. He's proposing a new 28th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution that, if passed, would restrict access to guns in all 50 states. Why a constitutional amendment and why now? Well, why now is pretty self-evident that a lot of the laws we've passed are being rolled back by the federal courts. To be clear, you're not calling for the abolition of the Second Amendment. No, this is an existential crisis that we're experiencing every single day. Saying he's fed up with Congress's inability to act, I mean, California Governor Gavin Newsom is proposing something never done before on gun control. Having states work together to pass a U.S. constitutional amendment on guns that would implement four measures nationwide. Raise the minimum age for buying a firearm to 21. Mandate universal background checks. Require a reasonable waiting period for gun purchases. And ban the sale of assault rifles to civilians. To achieve this, he'll need two-thirds of states to propose the same amendment. That would trigger a constitutional convention, where three-quarters of states would have to vote yes for the amendment to pass. But more than half of these state legislatures are controlled by Republicans. So how is this possible? How is this going to happen? It's possible because their constituency demands it. In fact, a recent Fox News poll found most Americans are in favor of these measures. There's not a parent out there, not one parent, you included, that doesn't think about these things when you send your kids to school. You know very well what the critics are going to say about this. California has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. In the first month of the year, between Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park, 18 people were killed. That's what they're going to say. What do we need this 28th Amendment for? And well, California's gun death rate today is 73% lower than Texas. These federal judges want to turn America into Texas. We cannot let that happen. The 19th Amendment to the Constitution that gave women the right to vote, it took 40 years or so. Do you think that the 28th Amendment, if it's passed, will it happen in your lifetime? I hope so. If you don't start, it will never happen. There you go. I hope so, he says. 
I hope so. If you don't start, it'll never happen. That's a guy that has aspirations to be the president of the United States. And if they do not replace Joe Biden for the 2024 nominee from the Democratic Party with Michelle Michael Obama, then it will be with Gavin Newsom. Because Gavin Newsom has already made an unprecedented amount of visits to our 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue White House. And uh, talk of the town is... Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom will be the one that ultimately replaces the bag of bones who sharts himself with a diaper bag. Moving on. Army secretary is now claiming that the reason why the army recruitment numbers have been so low is because of conservatives like you and like myself who are criticizing the wokeness in the military and causing them to basically lose sight of their mission when we have arguably, this is from the Army Secretary, Christine Warmoth. She says we have the strongest military that we've ever had. I want to ask you a question in the LFA family right now. Do you believe that we have the strongest military that we've ever had? (laughs) That is the most laughable thing I've ever heard in my life. The most laughable thing I've ever heard in my life outside of the fact that anybody finds Stacey Abrams attractive. The most powerful military we've ever had. But because of conservatives like you and me criticizing woke that doesn't exist, then it's hurting the recruitment numbers. It's your fault, you pesky losers. Or at least that's what they say. So let's get into this right now. I'm sorry I have to expose you to Morning Joe and, uh, and Weak Mika, but uh, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. We got that song. Of Europe this morning, the Associated Press reports Germany is preparing next week to host the largest air deployment exercise in the history of NATO. 10,000 participants and 250 aircraft from 25 nations will drill during the training set to take place between June 12th and June 23rd. The U.S. is sending 2,000 Air National Guard personnel and roughly 100 aircraft, quite a symbol to the world. Joining us now, Secretary of the Army, the Honorable Christine Warmoth. And uh, Joe has the first question. Joe. Madam Secretary, thank you so much for being with us. so, so our, our troops are the best and the brightest. We're stronger than we've been relative to the rest of the world at any time since World War II. And yet, we've got a lot of politicians in Washington, D.C. trashing them. Uh, I know you don't want to get into the politics of it all, but I am curious. All, all of the trashing of our men and women in uniform by Republicans, all of the suggestion that they're weak and woke, all of the suggestions that they wish they were more like Russians, Is that hurting our recruiting in middle America? Well, Joe, I would say, first of all, we're we're not a woke army. We're a ready army. Uh, We're certainly far more ready than the Russian army. You know, the United States Army is the world's greatest uh, land fighting force. And I do think that that constant drumbeat that we sometimes hear about a weak military, a woke military is a little bit of a negative drip, drip, drip that is undermining our recruiting at a time where we really can't afford that. And, and so, so what would you suggest to people on the Hill, politicians who keep tearing down our men and women in uniform, uh, keep suggesting that- We're tearing down your men and women because you're, we're tearing down your men that are women and we're tearing down your women that are men, slow Joe. Come on, get with the program, buddy. We know you pretended to be a Republican for so long. Drip, drip, drip. The only drip I'm going to see is the STDs coming from our sexually charged men that are supposed to be women and women that are supposed to be men fighting to protect our country. But these people think it's the strongest military we've ever had in our lives. Well, I don't think that they're very strong, but I do think that there's a couple people in our country that are probably fighting harder than our woke military is right now. And that is confronting people like Uh, you know, our elected officials who screw us over constantly. Now, before we uh, bring on our guest tonight, uh, who who, the reason why we're bringing her on is because she does exactly that. But she's always sparking trends every time she goes and exposes somebody. So we get some copycat people that do that. And we don't care. We love that. We love that because the more people that grow a, a, a spine and a backbone, the better. 
Now, we know that people like Owen Schroyer, Ben Burkham, Laura Loomer, you know, these guys, uh, you know, Savannah Hernandez, these people are out there on the, on the front lines constantly trying to get you and I to understand things far before we even get them ourselves sometimes, right, <clears throat> MTG? But anyway, long story short, what I want to do right now is I want to just play you a quick video of, of kind of a copycat, but somebody that we respect, and that's Owen Schroyer also. Now, uh, basically, um, you know, coming out, of, uh, coming out and, 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 and making a, a ruckus at a James Comey event. Let's go ahead and play this video real quick. And we have that. There it is. Yep. thumbs up <laughs> did you see that the cop the, the 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 officer there i don't know if he's a cop or a security guard looked like a police officer but he uh he let him stay and then gave him a thumbs up love it love it. at least owen got to stay laura doesn't get to stay when she does this at events and i wonder why um, but anyway, for the first time here on at least my show, Live from America, I know uh, that you've seen her uh, interviewed with Ryan Matta on Matta Fact, but I'd like to bring on now uh, Laura Loomer. Laura, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. God bless you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you very much. I, uh, I, you know, I followed you for a long time. Everybody's seen you you know, doing this for quite some time. And what I mean by doing this is exposing people, going and confronting people where, you know, just, and, and, and you're, and you're not doing it to be, um, you're not doing it to be a jerk. You're doing it because this is what everybody should be doing and nobody's doing their job. So you go out there and you're like, look, this is what's going on. You don't, I don't see you really calling people names. You're just spitting facts. They can't deal with it. They don't like the facts that you're stating. It's almost like, you know, going and quoting, uh, quoting scripture. As soon as you start quoting scripture, they're like, oh, those are powerful words. And they, and they arrest people on the streets nowadays. Same thing with you. You're out there and you're just reading facts or you're stating them out of your head. And they're like, nope, we can't have that anymore. We got to get her out of here. And I, it has it been twice now that you've uh, that you've confronted Comey, uh, and they've and they've kicked you out. Is, yeah, this is, that- is actually the second time. So the first time I ever confronted Comey was five years ago at one of his first book signings for his book <laughs> called A Higher Loyalty, which he ironically all of his books are just awful, right? And when yeah. I say they're awful, just I don't know who's advising him to do this, right? So right. the first book tour that I confronted was his book called A Higher Loyalty: Lessons in Ethical Leadership, and I'm just thinking to myself like dude, you're the last person on this planet who should be talking about ethical leadership. So I confronted him about the title of his book, right? Ethical leadership and asked him about the Steele dossier and how he, you know, staged a coup. And back then the Durham report hadn't been released or confirmed, even though we all knew that this was just nonsense. Uh, And when I say nonsense, I'm talking about uh, investigation crossfire hurricane, which was a witch hunt which has been confirmed by John Durham's report. And then the second uh, book tour was, of course, the one that he's on right now for his new book, which is a crime novel, which I don't know who told him, hey, you know, the Durham report just came out the same exact week that the Durham report came out. You should go on a book tour for this crime novel. And then we're going to call the book Central Park West. And it's going to be about a cop who investigates a politically tied mafia family. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Like no resemblance to the Clinton crime family. Right. And oh, yeah, let's just forget the title of the book Central Park West, even though we're just going to ignore the fact that you know, you signed off on spying on the Trump campaign out of Trump Tower, which, oh, you know, just happens to be right down the road from Central Park in New York City. Yeah. It's almost like they're just doing this to mock us. Oh, and yeah. 
some people will say, oh, you're just reaching. You sound like a conspiracy theorist. Come on now. I mean, why would you title your book Central Park West when you know they know what they're doing? Yeah. You know, they know that we refer to them as some kind of deep state mafia, deep state cartel. They know that the Clinton family is often referred to as the Clinton crime family, and they behave like a mafia. And anybody that crosses them ends up with, you know, a bullet in their head or somehow they're committed. They commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they actually they probably get off on it, to be honest, um, Laura. They probably yeah. like, they probably feel that they're like, yeah, they know we're powerful. They know that we yeah. can't be touched. Let me go out and do a book tour. But here's the thing. If you watch these movies where all that happens, it's always out of nowhere. They all get. You know, they all get uh, rounded up all at once. They all get arrested all at once. They're out there and they're flamboyant. The mafia, you see it all the time. You saw it back in the 80s. You see it in movies. And then all of a sudden, boom, they didn't know it was coming and they're all rounded up at once. And I think that's what's going to happen to Comey. But uh, Laura, I know that you've got your finger on the pulse of a lot of things. And, and, you, and you're super based, you know, you're, you're years ahead of some people on some things. And uh, I think that's just a God-given intuition. I think that's, you know, some people have that, some people don't. They have that intuition and then they go and they dig and they find. And then, you know, and, and, and you know, news stations are afraid to report that stuff. Uh, but we're all Big Bang MAGA here. We're totally Trump. We've always been Trump. I know we obviously Trump has made mistakes. What do you think the likelihood is? If, if I were to just say, hey, we're, we're just sitting here, we're shooting the shift. Uh, and, uh, you know, what do you think the likelihood that Trump actually pulls it off, gets back in there and does what he says he wants to do, which is splinter the deep state into a billion pieces to where it's unrecognizable. Do you think he can do it? Look, I have faith in president Trump. The biggest issue going forward for this election is going to be voter fraud. And the fact that, you know, the Republican party hasn't really done anything to address voter fraud. They haven't done anything to address big tech tyranny and big tech election interference, which, you know, I'm walking evidence of that with both of my congressional campaigns. Right. Right. And, And they didn't do anything for Donald Trump when he was deplatformed and no one's been held accountable. So if they're able to have either some kind of independent or um, even if it's uh, like Trump funded, right, ballot harvesting, legal ballot harvesting operation. And, you know, we'll see if if, uh, you know, we're going to have the same type of tech censorship that we had in the 2020 election. Uh, but. It's an information warfare and it's it a voter fraud uh, campaign. So those are going to be the biggest issues. I do believe that President Trump is very focused on retribution. He knows he's been screwed. And I don't think that his hiring is perfect. One of my biggest gripes with President Trump is, you know, his HR crisis, as I like to call it. Yep. I love President Trump. I'm yep. a ride or die uh, supporter. I'll throw down for President Trump any day. But look, he hires... Sometimes he hires really bad people. Sometimes he endorses really bad people. I know. Um, I know, and he still still does it. He still does it to a certain extent, but you can see that he's doing it a lot less. And you can also see he's trying to distance himself from the Operation Warp Speed vaccine thing. He's just not being so much vocal about it yet. But you can see he's trying to do that too. I think he is trying to shift away from, you know, crappy hirings and having bad people around him. But again, you're right. He still does have bad people. He's still influenced by some of these people. He He was going to hire me. He said he wanted to hire me. He told me to my face in his office when I I had a meeting with him. I wish he would have. And then the New York Times writes a hit piece, and they have people that work with Trump who are more loyal to Kevin McCarthy, who, in my opinion, are moles, who are trying to sabotage President Trump. And these people lie to President Trump about America First candidates. They lied about me. They lied about other candidates in an effort to try to prevent Trump from endorsing them. And they lie when they feel threatened because some of these people are not loyal to President Trump. And while I'll say that his current team is probably better than you know some other people he's had in the past, the reality is, is there are still saboteurs and infiltrators who are in his camp who in my opinion, don't have his best interests in mind. And I've seen it firsthand up close and personal. And, um, you know, that's my biggest concern. Yeah, no, I, I, I share those same concerns too. Um, let's, let's move. Cause there's, there's a few things I wanted to touch on here. So I want to move to MTG real quick because something you might not know about uh, me and my past with her was back in 2015, uh, myself, Ben Berkwam, Will Johnson, uh, Outlaw Morgan, Tommy Gunn, Pissed Off American, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. There was a whole slew of us that did what we could to get Donald Trump elected. 
And of course, back then we were all, you know, we were all in different positions. We were all, none of us were banned completely from social media yet. You know, Marjorie hadn't run yet. I didn't have a network yet. And there was a, just a different time. Um, and obviously a lot of people have changed. I was very, it took me a long time to see what you were talking about, Marjorie, for a long time. And I only, and it only took me longer, not because I didn't see it. It's because I didn't want to believe it because I'd spent so much time with her on the front lines. Obviously right. now the world knows exactly what you've been saying for quite some time. You, Stu Peters, you know, and other people. Um, what was it that you saw in her in the very beginning that threw up red flags that said something's not right here. And now we're all kind of seeing the, uh, the fruits of that labor. Well, obviously, like you said, you had a personal relationship with Marjorie in, you know, a political capacity. And so you get to see people when you have these kind of behind the scenes interactions with them and you have conversations with individuals like this and you you get to see, you know, how these people are when the cameras aren't on. And when I ran for Congress first in 2019, 2020, Marjorie was running for the first time, too. And I just remember, you know, I met Marjorie in 2018 for the first time and uh she was attending some conference that i attended and or maybe maybe it was 2019 it was it was before she had announced her run for congress and she was like oh you know i'm such a big fan can i get a photo and you know i didn't know who she was at the time and then when i ran for congress and i won my primary you know she flew out to palm beach and we had dinner and we were strategizing about how we were going to be in congress together and she was a big Laura Loomer fan. I remember, she had, I remember that. Me and supported me. And then when I ran for Congress the second time, she said, you know, oh, Laura, you're so great. I need you out there with me. You know, we're going to be in Congress. So we're going to fight. And I had said, yeah, I switched districts because of redistricting. And she goes, oh, that's so great. What's the district like? And I told her that, you know, I was moving to a super red district and I was running against a pro impeachment rhino. Well, you know, she was going to come out and endorse me. And, you know, we were supposed to meet up in Miami when she was there for the same conference I was, the time that I was having my book party. And then she just, you know, like totally skipped my book party. And then she started being really weird about endorsing me after she said that she would endorse me. And then she started giving me all these weird excuses like, oh, yeah, I just need to wait for redistricting. But then she endorsed Anthony Sabatini, who was in the district right next to me, who lives in my district. And I'm like, OK, this is a, a bunch of BS, because why would you en endorse a candidate that's literally running right next to me um, when you're telling me that it has to do with redistricting? So then I received a call from, you know, a member of Congress. Uh, well, I'll just be honest about it because I don't really care about hiding it. So I was talking to Congressman Gosar and his chief of staff, and they had told me that um, you know, cause I noticed that everybody's tone had changed. Gosar had always been supportive of me and he, it's not like he flip-flopped like Marjorie, but I noticed that the outward support for a lot of America first candidates had gone a little, it, it fizzled out a bit. And I had just asked him very, uh, matter of fact, I said, you know, did I do something wrong? Is everything okay? Um, you know, what, what's going on? And they said, well, you know, McCarthy's people are getting quite aggressive and they're having meetings with uh, members of Congress and telling them uh, not to support America first candidates or else, you know, they're going to retaliate. And, you know, Gosar was already under fire because he had been, you know, defending people like me and yeah, others. No, and I know. Kevin McCarthy tried to launch a primary against uh, Gosar. And so I said, oh, wow. Well, who, who in particular? And, you know, they're very candid about the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates had a meeting with Kevin McCarthy and that McCarthy made it very clear that, um, you know, they were not to be supporting other members of Congress were not to be supporting candidates, primarying incumbent Republicans. And so after that, I had privately texted Marjorie and said, you know, I don't really understand what's going on, but I'm just going to give it to you straight. And this is what I heard. And, you know, she it was like calling her out for for like a crime. You know, you think I would have caught her red handed doing something wrong because she immediately tried to gaslight me and say that I was a liar. And the reality is, is that she took it so personally. And that's how I knew that it was true. Yeah. And lo and behold, it was true because then I never even went to the media about it. But
but there was this reporter I know who did a story about it at Big League Politics where her comms guy used to work. And they had said, oh, have you heard about uh, McCarthy pressuring members of Congress to not support America First candidates? And I said, yeah, actually. And it's weird because Matt Gates actually told me to drop out of my race and that he didn't want me running against this rhino Dan Webster because Webster was his friend and knew his dad and gave him his first job in politics. So wait, so, even so we so wait, so so did they when they when they were pressured to this? So like if Gates Gates and, and Marjorie were pressured to this. They both denied it, right? They both denied it. So when the story came out, ultimately this is the straw that broke the camel's back. This story came out when I didn't I didn't say anything about the meeting. I just said oh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true because I've heard it too. And also it was weird that, you know, uh, that that Marjorie kind of backtracked on the endorsement and then Matt Gates told me to drop out. Well, I was in a group text and then Matt texted me at the same exact time that Marjorie texted me, okay? And they were both attacking me. Matt Gates said, you're not an America First candidate. You're not a winning candidate. And was profusely denying what I said in the article, even though it was completely true and there were witnesses to the conversation. And then Marjorie said that I was lying about her and Matt and that she wasn't going to endorse a liar. And I'm like- you know, I, what, all, what I don't get I'm here is 100 percent true. What I don't get here is I have seen more drama in D.C. politics from people that I respected, worked with, loved, you know, whatever, uh, than I did in high school. And yeah. I, I just I, you know, that's. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll and run I for Congress someday. I never a big someday. deal about it. Like, I never attacked Marjorie on the campaign trail. I kept it really private when this happened. But then, you know, she had her comms guy, um, Nick Dyer, who used to work at Big yeah, I know called Nick. Him, I know Nick. And apparently, like, he threatened them and said, if you don't delete this article about Marjorie and Matt, you're never going to get another, like, on-the-record quote from Marjorie Taylor Greene ever again. So they deleted the article because they felt like she was going to blackball them because Nick was pretty much, like, threatening to blacklist big league politics through Marjorie's office. And then it became a very uncomfortable situation because um, I'm pretty sure she blocked my number. And then she hired Milo Yiannopoulos, who, of yeah, course, I, I, is, I, I, yeah, that's that's you know, a whole nother freaking, thing. Yeah, and that's really where it happened, because I started to see that she did this to other candidates, too, like Teddy Daniels and Jerome Bell and other America first candidates. And we all started talking amongst ourselves. And I was like, mm, this is really weird. It's like she's selling out to McCarthy. And I waited to see what was happening because her and Matt Gates, you know, they like to stage these articles where they were with, I think it was um, either like the New Yorker or like Time Magazine. And they were like, oh yeah, we, we run McCarthy. You know, we control McCarthy and we're never gonna support McCarthy. And they were trying to act like badasses and that, oh, it's Marjorie and Matt Gates that control Congress when they just caved to Kevin McCarthy in the end anyway. Like even Matt Gates, he talked a big talk and then what? Like what, he doesn't have the balls to call for a motion to vacate? Well, that's, oh, okay, that's my big problem with it. Yeah, that's my big problem with him right now because like little pretty boy, pretty boy Matt Gates is going to have a little showdown on the floor of the house for 15 votes with Kevin McCarthy. And then, oh, he's just going to vote for him in the end. I mean, look, it's just ridiculous If the guy actually really didn't want to support Kevin McCarthy. And now you see him going on Bannon's show and, you know, talking a big talk with Lauren Boebert about how they're so anti-McCarthy that. Why don't you call for a motion to vacate? Isn't that what the concession was? One member of Congress is all it would take. Yeah, I don't so disagree. So just doing things for clicks and fundraising emails. And like, I call people out on their bullshit. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I do. I call well, people out and, and I am not afraid to do it, which is why they all think that I'm crazy. They think that there's something wrong with me because I really do walk the walk and talk the talk. I really genuinely believe that Kevin McCarthy is a cancer in our party. And I flew to DC on my own dime to hold him accountable during the speaker's vote. And I asked people to, you know, investigate him for his crimes. And if I was in Congress, this is what I would be doing. I would be calling for a motion to vacate every single day. Well, that's why they don't want real America first people in there. Um, hey, we, we have to go, but I want to ask you one more question, and let's try to keep it somewhat brief here. Will you go and run against Marjorie in her district? <laughs> Look, uh, you know, it's really funny because a lot of people from Georgia have been reaching out to me over these last few weeks. And Steve Bannon, of course, has said that Marjorie needs to be primaried. Yeah, and, I, ta I talked to him you know, this weekend. You know, it's, a, it's a possibility. I live in Florida. I don't live in, in Georgia. So I would be, you know, carpet bagging over there. Oh, well. But, oh, well. But she does need to be primaried. And if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. But 
you know, people like that who break their promises and lie to the base. And, you know, I don't know what your current relationship is with her, but it sounds none, like she's none. under the bus none. too. She did. It sounds like yeah. my biggest issue, she forgot where she came from. Yeah, I know. And if you forget where you came from, you're going to lose yourself along the way. Bam. That's a good way to leave it. Laura, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate the truth too. And I know truth's hard to hear. Truth's hard to hear, but that's why people come to LFA TV because they they want to keep people like you. Me, I ran for office too. Not not United States Congress, but yeah. maybe someday. And uh, we're gonna go back and we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it all back. Well, wow, you're doing one such a, a great job, and you're you're doing such a service, platforming thank people, you. and you know, you. giving a voice to so many people that have been censored. And it's really great, um, you know that that you that you've been able to have so much success with your network. Thank so I'm you. a fan. Well, thank you. I'm an, and we're a fan of yours too. Keep up the fight and um, follow Laura Luma at Laura Loomer, ladies and gentlemen, at Laura Loomer Twitter and wherever else she's not banned. Uh, Laura, we'll have you back on soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you too. God bless. Thank you. You too. Bye. <clears throat> All right, folks. There you go. And I mean, I mean, did you expect any different? Did you expect any different? You get what you see, and what you see is what you get. And that's that's and uh, you know, I understand that people when they're in Congress, they can't do everything you want them to do. They can't immediately go and just do everything that you want them to do. I understand that. I understand that people's hands are tied and that they're only one congressman or one congresswoman or one senator in the midst of 400 more or 50 more in the case of or 49 more, whatever, or, or I mean, uh, uh, you know, 99 more in the case of the Senate. But long story short, at least you can try. At least you can try to stand up and try to have some integrity and try to have some values and try to make good on your promises. That's all we ask that's all we ask and if something can't get done then say look we can't get this done right now i'd still i'd still love your 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 donations i'd still love to be able to campaign finance with you guys you know what i mean and for you guys to help me out but just be real how hard is it to just be real and not become a swamp creature now i know personally the marjorie thing i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna reserve my judgment for matt gates for right now i'm gonna reserve my my judgment for matt gates right now but again ladies and gentlemen we need more real. And, and that's why I brought Laura on. So I'd like to thank Laura for coming on. Uh, look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go and we're going to do a, um, a sponsor break right now and, and just, you know, collect our thoughts. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's talk about Field of Greens. Matter of fact, you probably just saw me a drink in my Field of Greens. Ladies and gentlemen, mind, body, soul. Mind, body, and soul. Okay, you hear me talk about First Corinthians all the time, about a pure mind, about a clean mind, about a pure, a, a pure soul and a pure body. Okay, no Bible, no breakfast, meaning before you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is put a little bit of word in your body and in your soul. Okay, and then maybe if you do what most people do is mix up your field of greens in the morning and then put some nourishment in your body, something that's pure, something that is medically hand picked to give you what God wanted you to consume when you were in the Garden of Eden. And that is these fruits and vegetables that literally are designed, it seems like, by God to go into your body and clean out your lymph node system, clean out those toxins that are sitting idle in your body that are preventing your metabolism from sparking again, that are preventing you from having any energy, that are preventing your, your, your skin to grow in smooth and it's got all these psoriasis and rashes all over it. It's going to help you in ways that you've never even imagined, ladies and gentlemen. And that is fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. I've lost over 70 pounds with this amazing superhuman food, and it changed my life. And even if they weren't a sponsor tomorrow, I would still be a Field of Greens customer. That's how much I believe in them. So go to fieldofgreens.com, use the promo code LFA if it's your first time, and get 15% off, okay? Thank you very much. And folks, while you're at it, please remember to rumble this video and share this video. Also, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on LFA TV, Trumpet Daily, ladies and gentlemen. The last three episodes of Trumpet Daily have blown my mind, especially the one, uh, not this last one, but the one before, where he was going hard on Obama and everything that he did in his career uh, and all the lies that he told. Stephen Flurry's Trumpet Daily right here, LFA TV, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and you can subscribe to their email, subscribe to their newsletter, get free public free books in the mail. It's worth it. No money needed. Trumpetdaily.com, okay? All right, let's get back into it. How many of you want to mask back up in New York? Are you ready? Because Kathy Hochul says it's time to mask back up. Uh, Kathy Hochul says it's time to mask back up in New York. Not a good sign, folks. Let's go to this video right now. Uh, do I have it? Yeah, there it is. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> they're going to use every opportunity they can to get you to comply with some stupid rule. And it's not COVID. Roll the clip. This is uh, our old friend. Uh, our old one friend. One you never want to see again, perhaps. But this mask can make a difference, not just outdoor, although I did see someone outside running on my way here wearing one of these masks. At least he was wearing a mask. But even indoors, if you have a situation where you don't have air conditioning, you have a situation where you're not, you're not feeling good inside, continue to put this on. This will make a big difference for people. Whoa, this whoa, is whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to pause it right here. Let's go back. Let's, let's, let's move this back a little bit. Did she just say that if you're having problems breathing inside to put your mask on, is this lady, is she all there? I don't think she is. Let's hear that again. One of these masks. At least he was wearing a mask. But even indoors, if you have a situation where you don't have air conditioning, you have a situation where you're not, you're not feeling good inside, continue to put this on. This will make a big difference for people. <laughs> if you're this inside is, uh, and you don't have air conditioning, Eli, if it's hot on, wear the mask. If you can't breathe, wear the mask. If for some reason you're sitting inside and you're not comfortable, wear the mask. If you're breathing in this, that, or the other, wear the mask. <laughs> How about build the wall and leave a lot of the, all the illegals out of New York? Is that lady serious? Wear the mask. Anyway, we were just speaking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I'm actually going to go play a clip from Marjorie Taylor Greene right now, believe it or not. Yes, I am. Uh, because Marjorie Taylor Greene got a chance and an opportunity to see the FBI document that they've been trying to hide so terribly. And uh, she decided she was going to come out and that she was going to make a statement on that to press. So we could pop that on real quick here. Let's play this video. There it is. And roll it. Reading this form today uh, shows the pure distinction. This, this information, this source that came forward, it's a paid informant by the FBI. This has nothing to do with Giuliani. This has nothing to do with the information that he brought forward in 2020. It's totally separate and it's extremely credible because he's a paid informant. Um, I made some notes after I left the skiff uh, based on the information and I'll, I'll share that with you guys right now. Um, basically what was happening there is back in 2015, 2016, Burisma was looking to buy uh, a U.S.-based oil and gas company. And this came from being advised by Hunter Biden and his partners. Um, Biden had told, Biden said Shokin was corrupt. That was around the time of this meeting was when Joe Biden as vice president had said that the prosecutor Shokin was corrupt. They hired Hunter on the board to make the problems go away. That's what they specifically said. Um, Hunter advised that they could raise more money if they bought a U.S. company. So the, the informant was trying to do the right thing and trying to advise Burisma that they shouldn't go this route. They should hire an attorney, work out their problems that they were being investigated for because they were having other legal problems. And that's why they were being investigated by this prosecutor, Shokin. The informant was advising them, don't go this route. Why would you buy another U.S. company while you're under investigation? That's not a good idea. So he's trying to tell them to do the right thing. Um, the owner of Burisma said that Hunter was stupid and that his other business partner was smart. He also said that he paid $5 million to one Biden and he paid $5 million to another Biden. And it was all a bribery to get Shokin fired and end the investigation into Burisma. Okay, so that's all I wanted to hear. Thanks for getting to it, Marjorie Taylor Greene, finally. Gah! Anyway, yes, the informant said, I paid $5 million to one Biden, and I paid $5 million to another Biden. This is not the billion-dollar payment from the government. This was a private payment through Burisma, to the Bidens, and it was for, the, the informant is saying, it w I witnessed it, I was there, it was specifically for, to get the prosecutor fired. You remember the old, well, son of a bitch, they got him fired. So, the long story short is, this document just proves the video and the story that we already know, by way of the FBI informant, that now is under the, uh, is, is at risk of getting assassinated, apparently. 
Okay, but it is. It, it is big time stuff. You are absolutely right. It is big time stuff, Real Carol Leak, because we have a person who's willing to testify against it. That's the important part. That's the buried lead here. Not Marjorie Taylor Greene's She-Hulk arms. Not the 50,000 push-ups she can do. Not the 75,000 crunches she can do. Not bench pressing the rock. No. What the buried lead there was, was we have a live working witness who is willing to testify that this all went down. That's the buried lead. Amazing. Moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron DeSantis is getting Ron desperate. Ron DeSantis's campaign has chosen to use an AI-generated uh, program, paying a company to use AI-generated programs to generate negative pictures and negative fake pictures, by the way, fake news. It's fake news. Elon, where are you? Put up a disclaimer. It's fake news. That's not me kissing Fauci. I don't like Fauci. But that's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the Ron DeStupid uh, campaign is actually um, is sinking to new lows, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, I'd like to bring this up on the screen. Uh, let's take away the perfect. All right, here we go. So up on top is real life Trump, okay? Up down on the bottom is the AI-generated uh, pictures that Ron DeSantis's team is actually uh, generating and sending out. It's actually pretty, it's pretty low because it's not even like, it's not even making, somebody making fun of somebody because of their uh, policy stuff or anything like that. It's literally lying. It's fake news. And I love what Tim, so Tim Poole has never been a Trump guy. He's never been a Trump guy. But Tim Poole does have a large audience. And he just said, um, he says, uh, fake images posted by the DeSantis campaign used to smear Trump. Top left, middle right, bottom, real life Trump. Complete and utter Biden level scumbaggery, he says. And he's posting pictures all over of Ron, De, uh, Ron DeSantis being a, uh, being a rhino. I, I love that. But here is a, uh, a video that AI uh, put together. It's a, it's a, um, from the DeSantis campaign about uh, Donald Trump and how we, it's basically make, to ma make him look weak. Check this out. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're all fired. All four are fired. You're fired. You're fired. Today I walk in, I hear I'm going to fire him. I'm not firing him. I think he's a wonderful guy. Should you have fired Fauci? So a lot of people ask me that question, and I did it right. Because if you do fire him, you're going to have a firestorm on the left again. Why, why did you feel unable to fire Fauci? Personally, you're not allowed to. Every time he goes on television, there's always a bomb. But there's a bigger bomb if you fire him. Frankly, you can't win that one. If I would have done it, I would have taken heat. Watch this, stupid. Watch this. This is so stupid. <laughs> you're fired. Now, I don't mind the campaign video so much. That is what it is. But the generated AI-generated fake news pictures, that I didn't care for. I thought that was definitely uh, scumbaggery. And I like that word. But, I mean, what does DeSantis think he's trying to do here? I mean, come on. That is, I mean, if you're, he's talking about, well, he's going to hit me. I'm going to hit back. He's going to hit me. I'm going to hit back. Meh. Oh, loser. Anyway, just be real, bro. Come with the real heat. Don't come with the fake heat. You know what I mean? Come with the real heat. If you really got something to say, then come and say something about this guy. Look, ladies and gentlemen, there's silver prices as of today, $23.52 an ounce. But look at gold prices, $1,956.05 an ounce, ladies and gentlemen. Gold and silver prices. Um, a lot of people that have large 401ks and IRAs, if, they're, if it's large enough, I think it's like 50000 So if you have a $50,000 IRA or 401k and you convert it into a gold-back IRA or silver-back IRA uh, and convert your 401k into a gold and sa silver savings, um, $10,000 in free silver. $10,000 in free silver, ladies and gentlemen. That's absolutely incredible. $10,000 in free silver, and I believe it's the, the cap is $50,000. This is the minimum you'd have to switch yourself over. But by large, ladies and gentlemen, gold and silver precious metal coins are probably your top three ways of securing your money. Digital Bitcoin, something like that, if you know about it, and real estate. 
But precious metals have never, ever, ever, ever collapsed on somebody to the point where they lost their money. So go to goldco.com slash live. That's goldco.com slash live. If you've got a large IRA or 401k and you want $10,000 of free silver, or call 855-559-3433. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look. We've got Will Johnson coming up next. Actually, he's already started his countdown. So we're going to get over there on Culture Wars coming up next here on LFA TV. And remember, it is Pro-Life Month all this month here on LFA TV. Reclaim the Rainbow, Pro-Life Month here on LFA TV. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you guys tomorrow at 9 a.m. for Rise Up. Please join with me. It's going to be a powerful Friday show that you're not going to want to miss. Will Johnson coming up next, followed by Man in America after that. I'll see you in the comment section. Ladies and gentlemen, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and keep spreading that gospel. Peace out. Rumble on your way out. Rumble on your way out. We need more rumbles. Rumble, 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 rumble. Don't forget to rumble. All right, I love you. See you later.